3: Shout out to our boy Fred of Buffalo. Hardcore Rageaholic. I said, man, I'm, I've been, maybe Fred's probably tuning in right now. And he is. Because he said, thanks for the shout out. Yes, Kane loved the Rangers. Yeah, Kane, uh, he's from the Buffalo area. I think he's from Amherst. But I don't know. I think he's from Amherst off the top of my head, which is just outside of Buffalo. It's where the university is. But um, but I, yeah, I, I knew he was a big Marc Messier fan. So Ranger fan. I was gonna say, okay, I get it, because the Rangers were good. The Rangers won a cup and stuff. But I was thinking back, and I was like, you know what? The the Sabers were good too, actually. Like the Sabers weren't bad during Patrick Kane's childhood, really. Like they weren't terrible. They've had a a rough patch over the last like ten years, fifteen years, or whatever. But I mean, like when they had Dominic Hasek, they were like they made the Stanley Cup. To this day, they got screwed over. There's no guarantee they would have won. It wasn't like, oh, they were going to win the Cup. You don't know they're going to win the Cup, right? But it was overtime, and Brett Hull's goal should not have counted. The game should have continued. And it was a game six. So, Buffalo would have needed to win the game and then win a game seven, but it shouldn't have ended the way that it ended. Okay, Angelo Zara, what do you got for us, Angelo? Best bets. Bring them on.
4: And tomorrow in Siriuso, I don't know why this number is, seems low to me. Napoli money line, minus 154, I'm all over it. And we got Benfica playing in Portugal tomorrow too. So I'm going to parlay Napoli and Benfica to make it minus 106. Uh, in Bundesliga tomorrow, got Christopher Nkukut who plays for RB Leipzig. He's one of their top goal scorers. I have him at any time goal scorer at plus 200. Saturday in Serie A, we're going to go with Monza and Empoli, both teams to score at minus 110. Monza scored seen, seen both teams have scored in their last 6 games out of t- or sorry in their la- in 6 games in their last 10 matches and Empoli in 3 of their last 5 games both teams have scored and Fiorentina and AC Milan I like Milan to get the clean sheet at plus 200 and AC Milan draw no bet minus 138 and we're going to for a little degen cross parlay here I'm going to go with Victoria Pilsen and Dinamo Zagreb Plus 109 Moneyline Parlay.
3: Not bad. Not bad. I'm going to get in on this. Uh, so Napoli, Napoli and uh, Benfica. <clears throat> Benfica. Benfica, big favorite. So Benfica should be able to roll. And you like Napoli? Napoli won't let us down tomorrow?
4: I hope not. So you, you just never know in a Serie It's almost like the MLS. Just sometimes pre- unpredictable stuff happens. But I'm. I'm quite confident Napoli should get it done, they're just rolling, they're, they're the class in Italy so I can't see why they shouldn't get it done, but we'll see what happens.
3: Um, right now, what's your pick actually, what's your pick uh, for, for the White Caps and the Earthquakes match?
4: Oh boy, I, I like to bet against Vancouver, they're they just so horrible on the road and they haven't won in San Jose I think since like 2014, 2015, so I think I'm going to roll the San Jose on the money line and take the over too. Angelo Zara,
3: the late night anger management class, level three. Thanks, to Angelo Zara, big card Julio for kicking with us, as well as Robert Ferrigno. Solid stuff so far this evening. We're not done. Brent Sublaski is going to step up and in and uh, join us. Uh, he's in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. The quarterbacks are set to throw on the weekend. And remember, earlier in the week, actually, Rick Saratella and I were talking about this, and it was—I uh, thought it was. I thought it was interesting what he said about NFL, the, the NFL combine players and agents don't like this. They know it's on TV and they know they're not getting paid, right? Like, so it's basically the NFL is getting them one last time. You know what I mean? One, one, you know, one, one last time. Because think about it. I got to tell you what, I you know it's must see TV. I want to see the showdown, I want to see these guys throw, right? Bryce Young's not throwing okay Bryce Bryce Young okay to me if, if you you're convinced you're the top quarterback I'm not I'm not and Bryce Young is as talented as he is the fact that he's 5'10 and a half is gonna you know automatically some general managers and owners are not gonna want to draft you like Kyler Murray would not have been the number one pick of the draft if it wasn't for Cliff Kingsbury and then uh, and, uh, Kyler Murray throws Kingsbury under the bus Right? It wasn't like every other team was like, you know, Kyler Murray needs to be the top pick in the draft, right? Baker Mayfield, come on. I say, yeah, Baker Mayfield, the top pick in the FN draft. I'm not sure Baker Mayfield should have been the top pick in the Alliance League draft, all kidding aside, but, you know, you, you get where we're going with this. All it takes is one, right? But it also, all it takes is a couple others. So as good as Bryce Young is, man, people are falling in love with Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson tears it apart uh, on on Saturday. Then you know people are going to be doing the Arsenio Hall things that make you say, "Hmm, right." You know, Will Levis has a big time chance. I'm you know to me, I'm just saying that Bryce Young's not Victor Wembanyama. You're not Conor Bedard. You're not like to me. You know, to me, you know, I don't care what the talking heads say. Right? I don't, I don't care. I'm tired of hearing about Joel and bracket and Ken Palm's rankings and stuff like this. They're not on the committee. <laughs> the same thing with the NFL draft experts. It's like, all right, good for you. You're not the one making the pick. This is Sports Rage.
2: Bring it. SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
5: Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee Governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen posed that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from sling, the collide of football pads.
1: <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: Don't like that anger match for class. This is sports rage. I am Renzi, the pistol players, the hustlers, the people that bust them. Everybody else in between. Brent Stobleski will join us a little bit uh, later on from Indianapolis. So we're talking about the uh, the combine and about Bryce Young. So Bryce Young, I guess after all this, he is going to get um, he is going to he's going to go on the scale and he's going to get measured. But he's not throwing the football, and I, I you know I guess the the advice from from the people around him, from his advisors, and he's got smarter people than me around him, but the advice would be, nobody is concerned about your ability to throw the football. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're already, like, nothing, can, nothing positive can come from this type of thing if everybody thinks you're awesome, except they're concerned about your size. I heard a good line today um ryan clark was talking to his father and um his father said um he's been this size his whole life <laughs> right? which is and said this is not the first time that he's been this size right he was too small to play high school football and dominated oh he's too small to play in the sec he dominated so now we're gonna hear the same thing but i think the problem is and i watch a lot of this stuff and read a lot of stuff. A lot of people are falling in love with what Bryce Young does and what what he can do, and I understand it. If you watched Alabama play, there are a lot of similarities between Bryce Young and Patrick Mahomes. In the improvisation skills, in the maturity in the pocket, there there are those traits, right? You know, we're always looking to compare people and skill sets, right? Anthony Richardson is Cam Newton. Will Levis is Josh Allen. And, and then you get Bryce Young. But it's not, you know, but Bryce Young has a very high football IQ and unlike a lot of the quarterbacks from Alabama, including Tua, including Jalen, including Mac Jones, right? You know, the the, the long list of these guys. They were surrounded by super, super crazy, way better than the other team talent all the time. And that, that, it, that does mean something, right? There is something to be said for that, and I mean that in sort of a negative light. Now, the difference is, if you look at Alabama, and it's actually crazy to say this, but if you look at Alabama over the last couple of years, they're not dominating the NFL draft like they did. I'm not saying that oh the the cup the cupboard is bare. They're still a national championship contender, but it's you know what I mean, remember every year they were sending nine guys, twelve guys like they would they own the first round of the draft. It was like every second player from the University of Alabama or from the University of Alabama. it was like that they dominated the draft. they don't. Georgia does suddenly. as no quince, Georgia winning the championships now. and if, and specifically, on the offensive side of the football, if you look at Alabama, the pipeline slowed down a little bit, right? I mean, it was over the top, like one wide receiver after another, from the Julio Joneses to the Coopers, right? And you know, it's just you know the, the running backs, one after another. You know, they, you know, like the the kid that got shot three times there was Robinson. He's good. He's not a superstar. You, know what I mean, he's not Derrick Henry. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Jacobs is Jacobs is a stud. But, you know, Jerry Judy has been good, but not, you know what I mean? His, I don't know, is it the quarterbacks? But Jerry Judy hasn't done it, you know? Not like these Alabama guys are lighting it up. So what I'm going with is a big strength and I think a positive about Bryce Young is unlike a lot of the other quarterbacks, he didn't have the same amount of offensive talent. And he had bad luck. John Mishi got sick, got hurt, right? Like, there were all oh, the Williamson kid on the Lions. Everybody was always hurt out. And so where I'm going with this, Bryce Young carried Alabama. He like Mac Jones didn't carry Alabama. Like Mac Jones was there, right? Jalen Hurts and Tua didn't carry Bama. They were there and they were good, but they were good enough to make the team, but they were just there. Bryce Young carried Alabama. Like, it was like, nobody's open, but I'm going to buy time. You know, when, when those other guys were there, it was like, hey, look at this guy. He's wide open, right? Like, it's just Bryce Young fought through more than these other Alabama quarterbacks have. Like, one million percent. So, it sounds like I'm hyping this kid up, like, all this. New Mahomes, great this and that. Check, true, 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 check, true, true. yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. But what what, what, what the, the, my point is... After all this being said is that all these so you talk about him we can talk about this all day long. Oh, he can throw the deep ball. He's got good velocity. He's got good IQ, man. He's mobile in the pocket. He's not really a scrambler, but he's he's got he's got that it factor in the pocket presence, how to buy time. Uh, he's a leader. He's a character player. All this type of stuff. True. None of that matters when a 340-pound defensive tackle lands on your shoulder and you're 195 pounds. Right? Wow, well, you're always going to bulk up to 215, 220. You're still... You know what I mean? Like, you know, credit to my boy Joey Odessa who had a great line years ago about Alistair Overeem, the big UFC heavyweight. He said, Alistair Overeem is a heavyweight in a light heavyweight body. And... You know, basically, yeah, he was big, but what happened? He had a little chinny, right? You can pop all the roids you want and pop stuff, but Brock Lesnar said the same thing to Frank Mir. Remember, like, Frank Mir, like, lost to Brock, and uh, they beat him the first time they fought, right, with the ankle. But remember the, the, the second time, whatever, Frank Mir, like, was, like, lifting weights, and he got all bigger and stuff like that. And Brock Lesnar was right. Brock said, I don't care, because he goes, you're not stronger. It doesn't mean anything. Like, I remember Brock Lesnar said that. He goes, dude, like in the little, you know, the stuff, the smack talk before, they were like, Frank, you know, Frank's like, I lifted weights. Look, at. he was ripped, Frank. He looked all big and ripped and stuff. And Lesnar said, doesn't matter. And he said, you can't, he goes, you look, he goes, you might look bigger, and you might be lifting more weights and stuff. But he goes, you're not really stronger. (laughs) And, And Frank Muir responded, and said, "Man, are you stupid?" And he goes, "It's effing math, Brock." He goes, "I used to live this, so I, now I live that." And he goes, "So that means yes, I am stronger." <laughs> Brock said, "No, it doesn't." Said no, and so he goes, "We'll see." So what? And it didn't. Right? It didn't matter, right? And, and 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 it didn't matter. So when you get these like, you get these like massive dudes, we see it. So I don't care you can put on the weight and stuff. And, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not saying he's not going to be big enough. and I'm not saying that he's going to get hurt in the first game that he plays. But we've seen the history. Lamar Jackson's not the biggest dude. Lamar gets hurt. Kyler Murray's a small dude. He's been hurt twice, and he's out for, like, most of the next season. Baker Mayfield. I forget about Baker, whether he's good or not and all this. He gets hurt all the time. Tua. Same size. How's Tua doing? Tua, same thing. Tua's a good quarterback when he's on the field. I think Bryce Young's better than Tua, and I'm a Tua fan. I've defended Tua, as anyone who tunes into the show knows. But I think Bryce Young's that good. I think Bryce Young's better than Tua. But it doesn't change the fact that Tua always gets hurt. Tell me a small quarterback that doesn't get hurt. Big quarterbacks get hurt in this league. You can say, oh, well, no, it's a new league and all this. Yeah, Whatever. It's a new league until a 340-pound dude falls on you. <laughs> and then you tell me what a new league it is, okay? Like the, the, and, and if it's not just one hit, it racks up. And then they're all okay until they're not. I remember I used to really defend Kyler Murray a lot and say, man, he never gets hit hard. He knows how to avoid it and stuff. He's been smoked a few times. He's never been the same. He doesn't want to run the same anymore. He's not as accurate anymore. He's not been the same. You're like, it's like you're a lightweight fighting at heavyweight when you're playing in this stuff like at that size. This is Sports Rage.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: Forget whether he's good or not. He's always hurt. Smaller, dude. Think about, like, the bigger quarterbacks. Josh Allen doesn't get hurt very often, does he? No. Justin Herbert, guy plays all the time, doesn't get hurt very often, right? Daniel Jones doesn't get hurt very often, does he? How many games Daniel Jones missed? See, I'm not debating whether the quality of these guys are good bad. Daniel Jones is 6'5", 230 pounds, like 40 pounds, whatever. Like Daniel Jones is a big kid, right? Justin Herbert's a big kid. Josh Allen's a big kid. You know, it's a pattern. Um, Yeah, they don't get hurt as much. I do think, though, that Bryce Young is the best quarterback on the board. So it's one of those, to me, it's like one of these deals. You draft them, and you try to win right away. I've always said this. Like, the Baltimore Ravens have screwed this up, too. Same like with Michael Vick. Like, if you draft one of these quarterbacks... I don't want to be cold, but you run their ass into the ground. You don't care about like this. Oh, we're going to teach them to be a pocket passer. It's like why? No, <laughs> no. Harbaugh came this freaking close to winning a Super Bowl doing that with 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 Kaepernick. He just unleashed the dude. and He said, just no, 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 no. We're not we're not raining you in. Just do this, and you know, I mean, let your athleticism go. And you know, they nearly won a Super Bowl, right? You and, and then these quarterbacks get worse. Like, is Kyler Murray, like, I don't know, is he ever going to be as good as he was when he was a rookie and stuff? Will he be the same when he comes back after all this time and he's smaller and guys are bigger and faster? Like, you know, the smaller quarterbacks always get hurt, but it only takes one. It only takes one, one GM, one owner to love a quarterback, and somebody should love Bryce Young. It's going to be interesting to see how all this plays out. Will Levis has the size, but my my I want to move on from this because we'll have more in, in a minute with Brent Sableski. But my deal is so if I'm Bryce Young and I said this earlier, I, I, we speak glowingly of you and everybody does, but you're not Victor Wembenyama. You're not like the best prospect to come into the NFL in 20 years. You're not Connor Bedard. You're not the best hockey player to come in since uh, Connor McDavid, right? You're not like you. Know what I mean, yeah, you know, you're you're ranked number one on the board here. But people are t- debating it and talking about your size. I'm, You know, it's not just jackass talk show hosts like me, right? Like real football people are talking about this at the combine right now and anticipating, you know, you stepping on the scale and stuff. You are what you are. So my deal is, isn't that so much, so you think you're going to be the number one pick, you don't want to work, you don't want to throw, you don't want to do anything, fine, you're going to just let, let them weigh you and measure you so they'll know your height for real and you can meet them and do the interviews in person and all that type of stuff. But what happens is, what if, like a, let, let's say hypothetically, the Indianapolis Colts, which everybody believes the Indianapolis Colts are the ones. Right, people are convinced. Why? I don't know why they don't think the Texans can move up a spot, but whatever. People are like, like the Texans and Colts. Let's use that as, as an example. Because the Cardinals are on the hook with Kyler Murray. They're not drafting a quarterback. And word is the Cards want to trade down too now. Because everyone knows they, they, you know, they're not drafting a quarterback. So if you want a quarterback, they'll, they'll they'll trade their third pick. If you like one of these guys, you can get them third. So what I'm saying is, let's say you're you're Indianapolis and you got the fourth pick. You're you're the Raiders and you got the seven pick and you're you're considering these quarterbacks and you're even thinking, man, maybe we'll trade up to the one to just get, well, you know, Bryce Young. But no, now you're blown away by Anthony Richardson. You're blown away by Will Levis. You're blown away by C.J. Stroud on Saturday, and then you're thinking, you know what? I like Bryce Young, but he is kind of small. And man, this guy is really really good. And we don't even have to trade up because we'll be able to get him anyways with our second pick. We'll be able to get him anyways with our fourth pick cuz we know these guys are going to be taking these two defensive players. As I stated earlier, this is a poker game and everybody's just convinced that someone's going to hand all their chips over to the Chicago Bears and if I'm the, you know, there there this is where the intelligence comes into play here know what your enemy know what your foe is doing if you don't you're clueless right remember when the bears traded up for trubisky they didn't have to like it wasn't that they drafted trubisky it was you guys were right there san francisco wasn't taking him and nobody else was in love with trubisky enough that they liked them but no one was saying you know what? we got to trade up to the second pick to get this guy right like no that was not knowing we your enemy right you got to know you'd be like okay listen they're not trading up. Like the media can talk all they want, but for all we know, they'll be like, they like CJ Stroud. It's not even true. They don't even like R. Young all that much. They're not trading all these picks to go up for someone they're not even in love with just because the media says they are. Right? So I don't know. So Houston, Houston's in a spot where they could call Chicago and everyone else's bluff. Because Houston could say, no matter what you all do, we're the second pick. <laughs> so yeah. Maybe we're not even in love with Bryce Young. So whatever. No, we're not trading the pickup. Like if Chicago, you wanna you want to trade up a spot to guarantee you get who you want? No. Because we know you, we know. No, we don't. We're fine where we are. Right? And that's that's what I'm just saying about this other stuff. Things can change, man. We're still a lot of long times away from actual draft night. Things can change, and these other teams. Like if I was the Bears, I, I'd be thinking like I'm. I'm thinking like the Bears are. What should be thinking? Sort of that, like, oh man, man, we want someone to get stupid and trade up for a ton here. But if Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, and C.J. Stroud all murder it this week, all these teams are going to go home thinking, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't have to trade all this stuff. Well, we can get one of these three guys that we think is good. Interesting poker game going on. Very interesting poker game. Brent Seblasky for the Bleacher Report will join us in a couple of moments from Indianapolis. I want to get into John Jones a little bit. Because we were talking about these, you know, the Jalen Hurts building muscle mass and stuff. And it can be done. But... This whole, oh, I'm 190, and suddenly I'm going to be 215 or 220. Yeah, good luck trying to do it and stuff, and you're going to kill yourself doing it and all this, like, it just, and then it was still, and then, okay, you're still small at 210 or whatever, like, you know what I mean? You're still small. John Jones was smart, right? John Jones was extremely patient. We talked about it a little bit last night, about him getting the powerlifting vibe and the weightlifting vibe. Like, he didn't even, he wasn't even thinking about fighting. Like, he started hanging out with the power lifters and wanted to be like them, right? Like, he didn't, like, you know what I mean? You can tell. Like, Frank Mir's arms were big, right? All right, I'm lifting the weights. You look at John Jones, he looks like a defensive lineman now. Like, his shoulders are wide, he's wide, his head is big. Like, you know what I mean? Everything is big now. Because it took him years of diets and training and power lifting and... You know, he committed himself for years to build the body up. You're asking what? Bryce Young's going to, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry, guys. In four months, I'm going to be a lot bigger. Yeah, well, so will the guy's going to be trying to tackle you suddenly. And I get it. Oh, the SEC this, SEC that. Yeah, whatever. Right? Everyone in the NFL is super fast in this and that. Now, as far as John Jones is concerned, it's amazing to me because we've told the story, but if you don't know it, um, you know, I used to, like, really, really cover the UFC intently and stuff and have yeah, a UFC show on the Fight Network and all this and go to the events and and uh, have all the fighters on. And in the early days, not the early, early, early Tito days and all that, but, like, the, the second wave, right? You know, like Lydell, Franklin, John Jones, and, you know, George St. Pierre, and Brock Lesnar, Frank Mir, Heath Herring dan henderson thiago uh vanderlei silva uh you, you know you get the picture so anyways so i was doing a show in montreal at a bar and this bar wasn't even downtown the bar was like in the middle of nowhere but i used to do shows there and they'd pay me and we got a bunch of people there and it was like a big uh, big party and stuff and um uh, i used to bring like you would know, bring guests in so we really struck gold one night it was like one of the it was like one of those classic hard to believe when you look back on it. But it was like it was um, David Loiseau, the Crow Loiseau, the former UFC vet, Kenny Florian, Clay Guida, Heath Herring, and uh, John Jones. But John Jones was 2-0 and in the UFC at the time. He literally was like, no one knew who he was. He had two fights, and you know what I mean? And I don't know why I was kidding. I knew, I was like, this kid is the real deal. And I introduced him as the future world champion, and he was all happy. He goes, oh, man, no one's ever did that to me. Thank you, man. And, like, I mean, like you really like me and stuff because I said, this guy's going to be the future world champion. Give it up for it. No one knew who he was, and he's standing There's this kid, John Jones. crowd starts clapping for him a bit, and we're getting into it. We're drinking and stuff. It's a party, right? And... Um, It was on AM radio, but it was a little loose. So, but then after the night, so whatever the radio is that. So, anyways, like we're all there drinking this in this bar, the sports bar. It's not like a you know a bar, but it's a sports bar. There's a lot of sports fans there, and they're taking pictures with the fighters and that type stuff. But this is not like this is in the early cool days, not now. The now tool days. So, um, John Jones, they kept people kept sending us drinks like shots to like to the fighters and the meat on the table, right? Oh, this is from whoever. And the, the waitress just kept coming with more and more and more. And there was like literally like 30, like two trays of shots. And we're all crushing shots. And John Jones goes, I don't drink. I've never drank tequila before, but I'm having a good time. Why don't I have a shot? John Jones had about 18 shots. I said, John Jones can either handle booze or he's lying to us. And this ain't the first time he drank. This is Sports
5: Rage.
2: (laughs) SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
5: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: Zach Wilson. Forget whether he's good or not. He's always hurt smaller dude think about like the bigger quarterbacks josh allen doesn't get hurt very often does he no justin herbert guy plays all the time doesn't get hurt very often right daniel jones doesn't get hurt very often does he how many games daniel jones missed i'm not debating whether the quality of these guys are good bad daniel jones is six foot five 230 pounds like 40 pounds whatever like daniel jones is a big kid right Justin Herbert's a big kid. Josh Allen's a big kid. You know, it's a pattern. Um, Yeah, they don't get hurt as much. I do think, though, that Bryce Young is the best quarterback on the board. So it's one of those, to me, it's like one of these deals. You draft them, and you try to win right away. I've always said this. Like, the Baltimore Ravens have screwed this up, too. Same like with Michael Vick. Like, if you draft one of these quarterbacks... I don't want to be cold, but you run their ass into the ground. You don't care about like this. Oh, we're gonna teach them to be a pocket passer. It's like why? No, like <laughs> no. Harbaugh came this freaking close to winning a Super Bowl doing that with 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 Kaepernick. He just unleashed the dude. And he said just no, 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 no. We're not we're not raining you in. Just do this, and you know I mean let your athleticism go. And you know they nearly won a Super Bowl, right? You and, and then these quarterbacks get worse. Like, is Kyler Murray, like, I don't know, is he ever going to be as good as he was when he was a rookie and stuff? Will he be the same when he comes back after all this time and he's smaller and guys are bigger and faster? Like, you know, the smaller quarterbacks always get hurt, but it only takes one. It only takes one, one GM, one owner to love a quarterback, and somebody should love Bryce Young. It's going to be interesting to see how all this plays out. Will Levis has the size, but my my I want to move on from this because we'll have more in, in a minute with Brent Sabletsky. But my deal is, so if I'm Bryce Young, and I said this earlier, I, 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 we speak glowingly of you, and everybody does, but you're not Victor Wembenyama. You're not like the best prospect to come into the NFL in 20 years. You're not Connor Bedard. You're not the best hockey player to come in since uh, Connor McDavid, right? You're not like you. Know what I mean, yeah, you know, you're you're ranked number one on the board here but people are t- debating it and talking about your size i'm you know it's not just jackass talk show hosts like me right like real football people are talking about this at the combine right now and anticipating you know you stepping on the scale and stuff you are what you are so my deal is isn't that so much so you think you're going to be the number one pick you don't want to work you don't want to throw you don't want to do anything fine you're going to just like let them weigh you and measure you so they'll know your height for real and you can meet them and do the interviews in person, and all that type of stuff. But what happens is, what if, like a let let's say hypothetically, the Indianapolis Colts, which everybody believes the Indianapolis Colts are the ones, right? People are convinced. Why I don't know why they don't think the Texans can move up a spot, but whatever. People are like like the Texans and Colts. Let's use that as as an example, because the Cardinals are on the hook with Kyler Murray. They're not drafting a quarterback, and word is the Cards want to trade down too now, because everyone knows they—they they, you know—they're not drafting a quarterback. So if you want a quarterback, they'll—they'll they'll, they'll trade their third pick. If you like one of these guys, you can get them third. So what I'm saying is, let's say you're you're Indianapolis and you got the fourth pick, you're you're the Raiders and you got the seventh pick, and you're you're considering these quarterbacks, and you're even thinking, man, maybe we'll trade up to the one to just get well, you know Bryce Young. But no. Now you're blown away by Anthony Richardson. You're blown away by Will Levis. You're blown away by C.J. Stroud on Saturday. And then you're thinking, you know what? I like Bryce Young, but he is kind of small. And, man, this guy is really, really good. And we don't even have to trade up because we'll be able to get him anyways with our second pick. We'll be able to get them anyways with our fourth pick because we know these guys are going to be taking these two defensive players. As I stated earlier, this is a poker game, and everybody's just convinced that someone's going to hand all their chips over to the Chicago Bears. And if I'm the, you know, they're, they're, this is where the intelligence comes into play here. Know what your enemy, know what your foe is doing. If you don't, you're clueless, right? Remember when the Bears traded up for Trubisky? They didn't have to. Like, it wasn't that they drafted Trubisky. It was you guys were right there. San Francisco wasn't taking him. And nobody else was in love with Trubisky enough that they liked him, but no one was saying, you know what, we got to trade up to the second pick to get this guy, right? Like, no, that was not knowing we're your enemy, right? You got to know. You'd be like, okay, listen, they're not trading up. Like, the media can talk all they want, but for all we know, They'll be like, they like C.J. Stroud. It's not even true. They don't even like Rip Young all that much. They're not trading all these picks to go up for someone they're not even in love with just because the media says they are. Right? So, I don't know. So, Houston, Houston's in a spot where they could call Chicago and everyone else's bluff. Because Houston could say, no matter what you all do, we're the second pick. So, Yeah. Maybe we're not even in love with Bryce Young. So whatever. No, we're not trading the pickup. Like if Chicago, you wanna you want to trade up a spot to guarantee you get who you want? No. Because we know you, we know. No, we don't. We're fine where we are. Right? And that's that's what I'm just saying about this other stuff. Things can change, man. We're still a lot of long times away from actual draft night. Things can change, and these other teams. Like, if I was the Bears, I'd be thinking like I'm, I'm thinking like the Bears are. should be thinking sort of that like, oh, man. Man, we want someone to get stupid and trade up for a ton here. But if Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, and C.J. Stroud all murder it this week, all these teams are going to go home thinking, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't have to trade all this stuff. Well, we can get one of these three guys that we think is good. Interesting poker game going on. Very interesting poker game. Brent Seblasky for the Bleacher Report will join us in a couple of moments from Indianapolis. I want to get into John Jones a little bit. Because we were talking about these, you know, Jalen Hurts building muscle mass and stuff. And it can be done. But... This whole, oh, I'm 190, and suddenly I'm going to be 215 or 220. Yeah, good luck trying to do it and stuff, and you're going to kill yourself doing it and all this. Like, it just, and then it was still, and then, okay, you're still small at 210 or whatever, like, you know what I mean? You're still small. John Jones was smart, right? John Jones was extremely patient. We talked about it a little bit last night about him getting the powerlifting vibe and the weightlifting vibe. Like he didn't even he wasn't even thinking about fighting. Like he started hanging out with the power lifters and wanted to be like them. Right? Like he didn't like you know what I mean? You can tell. Like Frank Meir's arms were big, right? All right, I'm lifting the weights. You look at John Jones, he looks like a defensive lineman now. Like his shoulders are wide, he's wide, his head is big. Like you know what I mean? Everything is big now. Because it took him years of diets and training and power lifting and You know, he committed himself for years to build the body up. You're asking what? Bryce Young's going to, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry, guys. In four months, I'm going to be a lot bigger. Yeah, well, so will the guy's going to be trying to tackle you suddenly. And I get it. Oh, the SEC this, SEC that. Yeah, whatever. Right? Everyone in the NFL is super fast in this and that. Now, as far as John Jones is concerned, it's amazing to me because we've told the story, but if you don't know it, um, you know, I used to, like, really, really cover the UFC intently and stuff and have a yeah, UFC show on the Fight Network and all this and go to the events and and uh, have all the fighters on. And in the early days, not the early, early, early Tito days and all that, but, like, the, the second wave, right? You know, Lydell, Franklin, John Jones, and, you know, George St. Pierre, and Brock Lesnar, Frank Mir, Heath Herring dan henderson Thiago, uh vanderlei silva uh you, you know you get the picture so anyways so i was doing a show in montreal at a bar and this bar wasn't even downtown the bar was like in the middle of nowhere but i used to do shows there and they'd pay me and we got a bunch of people there and it was like a big uh big party and stuff and um uh, i used to bring like you would know, bring guests in so we really struck gold one night it was like one of the it was like one of those classic hard to believe when you look back on it but it's like It was um, David Loiseau, the Crow Loiseau, the former UFC vet, Kenny Florian, Clay Guida, Heath Herring, and uh, John Jones. But John Jones was 2-0 in the UFC at the time. He literally was like, no one knew who he was. He had two fights, and you know what I mean? And I don't know why I was kidding. I knew, I was like, this kid is the real deal. And I introduced him as the future world champion, and he was all happy. He goes, Oh man, no one's ever did that to me. Thank you, man. And like, I mean, like you really like me and stuff. Cause I said, This guy's gonna be the future world champion. Give it up for it. No one knew who he was. And he's standing, there's this kid, John Jones. Crowd starts clapping for him a bit. And we're getting into it. We're drinking and stuff. It's a party, right? And, um, it was on AM radio, but it was a little loose. So, but then after the night, so whatever the radio is that. So, anyways, like we're all there drinking in this in this bar, the sports bar. It's not like a you know a bar, but it's a sports bar. And there's a lot of sports fans there, and they're taking pictures with the fighters and that type of stuff. But this is not like this is in the early cool days, not now. The now tool days. So, um, John Jones, they kept people kept sending us drinks like shots to like to the fighters and the meat on the table, right? Oh, this is from whoever. And the the waitress just kept coming with more and more and more. And there was like literally like 30, like two trays of shots. And we're all crushing shots. And John Jones goes, I don't drink. I've never drank tequila before, but I'm having a good time. Why don't I have a shot? John Jones had about 18 shots. I said, John Jones can either handle booze or he's lying to us. And this ain't the first time he drank. Joining us this evening, quick it's under eight minutes in Sports Talk Radio. Always good with Brent Sobleski. great stuff. All right, we got the Friday night uh, freight show. You know how we roll. Rob Vino's going to step up, and then we'll talk XFL football. It's week three. I'm going to do a video in the morning um, for uh, for Sports Grid on the Sports Grid Twitter account. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Sports Rage. We'd like to leave you with a future a day. A future a day keeps the uh, the bookie away. A future a day. Last night we sprinkled on uh, on uh, UConn, twenty five to one to win a national championship, and we'll get into it in more depth. Why UConn? I listen. I personally think. I personally think that uh, Kansas are going to win. I think Kansas are the team to beat. All right. I think Kansas are the team to beat. I think Houston's are going to the Final Four, but we talk about this a lot and we give credit to the great mark lawrence from playbook.com who came up with a formula and there's a recipe for this it's like 23 and 2 in the last 25 years and the thing is the other two times that the formula was broken it was yukon i've been saying this for years listen we've been doing this show for 21 years so i don't even need to read this stuff anymore right i know There's only a handful of teams that win a national championship and or UConn. (laughs) Basically, like every six years, UConn win a championship, whether they're supposed to or not. Other than that, you're on your own. Later.
5: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at BP.com slash investing in America.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh,